Welcome back to another episode of the Heartsburg podcast. In this episode, we had two of our team members join us, um, Helen and Matt, who are both senior business change consultants here at Heartsquare. Um, and we had a chat with them um, about change management and how to deliver true digital change. Yeah, hi, Ellie. Um, this should be good, actually. I think listening to Matt and Helen, they're both uh, experienced and both change management practitioners um, and had a good perspective on the work that they would do with our clients um, around the topic and, and actually around how it, the difference between change management and project management, you know, where they, I don't know, they've worked together on a project, which I'm sure they'll talk about um, in those different roles. So yeah, be good. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be an interesting one. So without further ado, we'll get straight into the episode. Hi, Matt and Helen. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Heart Square podcast. As you know, today we're going to have a bit of a chat around change management and how to deliver true digital change. But before we get into the discussion, I wondered if you could both just give a short intro into yourselves and your role here at Heart Square. If I could start with you, Helen, please. Yes, of course. Thanks, Ellie. Um, yeah, I'm Helen, Helen McGrath. Uh, I'm a senior business change consultant at Heart Square. Um, and I'm, I'm working on, uh, in particular, on a, on a, a change project in a membership uh, organisation. So um, looking forward to the conversation today. Thanks, Helen. And Matt? Hi, uh, I'm Matt Dunphy, Senior Business Change Consultant from Heart Square, uh, alongside Helen, Qualified Change Manager. And he has probably recently finished a change management workstream at a major trade union. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us today. Uh, it's good of you to make the time. Um, I know, you know we understand what we mean by change management and we talk about it quite a lot. But actually, do you want to start by kind of scene setting, I guess, for the audience around kind of what you, what the primary differences are, I suppose, between what we mean when we talk about change management rather than project management? Um, and within that, maybe talk a little bit about the specific benefits that come with a change management approach from based on the experiences you guys have. Great. Yeah, I'm happy to start. Um, I think there's a, a great line and a through line of, of change management alongside um, project management, as probably recognised in the sector or, or broadly in, in the um, in any industry, really. I think in terms of the pure project management stages, if you like, be it PRINCE2 version of development using Agile or Waterfall or any other methodology, um, I think in what we do at HeartSquare, certainly there's a focus on the project scope, what is to be delivered, its objectives and its goals, uh, and what we call delivery deliverables and outputs. It's a pretty straight line, really, with you know different technical work streams. Of course, you've got to communicate with people. You've got to meet people. You've got to build a team. You've got to build a, a um, governance group, steering group, or a, or a project board. Um, and there's an element of engagement on what the change is, really. Um, I think change management for me is obviously theory based and multiple theories, really. Um, and is qualification you can gain and understand. And there are many practices of change management. So the APMG is um, where I qualified and that's many different theories. And then you've got ProSci and you've even got elements of Agile or Lean that are, are kind of based around change principles. Um, but in terms of what it is, I think it's above and beyond for me. And I think uh, the great thing about change management is it is laser focused on people. 
and on what I would call supporting people through change and be that technology or be that another type of change, like a new policy, for example. So in our work, again, I'm sure Helen will come in um, in a moment as well. Uh, what we find then is we're able to kind of understand the start of a project or a programme in terms of the change, it, it, its aims, the vision, um, and how it's aligned with a strategy or with what an organisation wants to do in future. And I think then you can start with an awful lot of an analysis of um, what the change means in terms of benefits and impacts really, how it will affect people and how it will affect particularly stakeholders internally and, and members or donors or other types of external stakeholders. Uh, and then it progresses really, it does follow the line of the project. Um, the only other key thing I'd say about change management, um, there are factors like um, what it means for people's jobs and in terms of, you know, sometimes we see projects where people need to uh, develop new skills or it might mean a new way of working alongside a new system. Um, and then I think, of course, change management helps us really focus on benefits. And um, that's the responsibility of a project to output something that will deliver benefits. It's the responsibility of a program really to deliver benefits. But I think change management can really highlight for people what the benefits of the new system are in many different forums. And I really find it can track benefits for an organisation through change. Um, I will certainly share in a moment, I think all the key benefits of actually doing change management, I think there is a real deliberate focus if you say we're going to have a change manager or we're going to have change management resource, we're going to have a change management plan and activities. Um, as I say, I think it can really protect benefits through the course of a technology or any other type of change. I think it is a great way to buy in your people and your stakeholders to say we will have specific activities that are really based on helping you understand and support you through the change. And I, I suppose in those elements where it means reskilling, learning new things and education and development, I think it can really strengthen how people transition from one way of working to another. I'll certainly stop and hand over to Helen. What, what's your views? Yeah, that was a good, uh, good, uh, good start, Matt. Thanks. Um, yeah, I think um, the the key difference between project management and change management, I guess, is that project management is about, as you alluded to, to them, it's you know you've got the, the technology that you're uh, implementing, you'll be looking at big processes and an element of people too, you know, some communication, some, you know, definitely communication and definitely training. So it's about, you know, get, getting it done, get, getting those deliverables over the line. And then the change management piece is, is about making those, uh, making it stick really, making the change that you're trying to make, making that work for the, for the long term. Um, and that uh, it definitely involves people, but a, 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 but a more concerted effort, um, more than just communication, more than just training, um, and, and getting people to uh, doing things differently. You know, you're with change management. You're trying to paint uh, a vision for the future, how you want people to be doing new, uh, you know, new new ways of working. This is how we're going to be working around here in future, um, and uh, you know that might involve uh, not only the new the new tech, but perhaps new yeah new new processes. Um, and, and perhaps, you know, minor tweaks to the roles, just the way they might have to do things, doing things differently. And it's about embedding that change and then ultimately getting um, 
benefits out of that. The reason why, um, you know, we're investing in, in all this technology and um, and asking people to do things differently is, is that you want to have um, benefits, whatever they may be. And that might be member experience, there might be financial benefits, um, amongst others, you know, saving time, all sorts of reasons. But in order to ensure that it sticks, that the change actually is embedded and takes place, we, we need to move forward with change management. You know, you can't you can't you can't avoid it. If you if you don't look at the change management side, then your your project will, you know, has the potential to fail. Yes, and I think as well, I mean it's really um you're absolutely right on uh, embedding change, making sure whatever you've delivered is sustainable or it stabilizes itself. And that's even people, you know, with a new set of processes or a, a new way to, to work with, with a new piece of technology. Um, but I did also think um, in terms of, you know, projects need governance uh, and also, you know, in, in any project you have this kind of solid need to understand roles and responsibilities and who's accountable for what areas. And I think, Helen, you and I have worked closely together recently um, on, on, on an initiative where we were able to sort of divide up, you know, where are the more project based responsibilities and where are the change management based responsibilities on behalf of uh, one of our clients and also then at a governance level to kind of share those responsibilities and kind of give give action updates on, on both streams if you like. In that example Matt was it particularly because it's a really good and I know it's a recent one as well was it particularly helpful for the overall success of the work that the client was trying to get through to have that distinction with, between project management and change management with different people involved and different activities obviously going on do you think that really helped to drive it through? I certainly I bring Helen back in as well because I think it's good for us to always have that dialogue of 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 what we each thought. I mean, I would say yes because I think sometimes what happens is a risk, and I do appreciate it if if you know budgets are tight or you know there is real queries around investment, is a project manager might be given all of those accountabilities for the change as well, or a member of the internal team at one of our organisations, usually in communications or HR is sort of handed a load of responsibilities around change management. So I think what we really got great benefit out of was being able to say, yes, these are all Matt's responsibilities. Come and speak to him and work with him on those elements. These are Helen's. And by the way, we'll also be communicating very much in tandem. Helen? Yeah, definitely. It was uh, it was really beneficial to have us both there performing um, you know similar but, but separate roles you know we had separate responsibilities um and uh you know we knew where they uh overlapped so it was good you know we, we were lucky that the, that the client saw the benefit of that and uh was able to to invest in that and really bought into it and knew that it was necessary um and um yeah was was always you know bought in from, from the word go so that was that made a huge difference we never had to you know justify or anything there was never any queries about who who was doing what or anything like that you know so that was that was a huge value to to both of us um and and so you know it was, we were pushing an open door so that made that made life uh, a lot easier uh for, you know for both of us you know in, in terms of knowing our responsibilities but but you know but for the client as well they they really saw the value in in the change piece that was being being done and and saw how the two sides worked worked together to achieve the ultimate goal so um you know, in, in I think of a project of that scale that we that we have, and obviously not every every project you know would warrant a, a change manager. 
but perhaps because of, you know the numbers of people involved uh, and, and because of course of, you know budgets might not might not stretch to it but when you're looking at the the, the project that we the, the that we've been working on of that scale the number of people involved and also the, the the size of the change the change was as uh, the change management piece was as as substantial as the technology implementation so it was necessary very necessary to do that so in, in an ideal world that should be the, the same for any digital transformation project of that that scale and type i completely agree and i, I only wanted to pick up two points again that you raised there was um in the recent example or the examples where heart squares definitely delivered change management um We've had such a strong commitment from the organisation, uh, not only understanding this is a change, it's a, a scale change, as you say, but really saying we think we must dedicate specific activity from our side and, and with Heart Square to, to change management. So the buy-in levels at, at the trade union were, were huge, really, and the responsibilities they shared were, were really huge around it. I think you're right about scale. It, you know, Of course, in a smaller project or a smaller technology change, as I said previously, and you've said, you can cope with it in different ways through really positive one-way communications with a bit of a feedback loop for people's questions. And when you start to get up to kind of transformation, as you say, or program level change, I think the responsibilities really rise. And, and also the the protection of benefits, again, really is something you can um, strengthen with, with change management. And I think culture as well, I'd probably just uh, offer up that a trade union is a brilliant organisation to actually uh, run change management alongside a project. They're used to collaborating, they're used to engaging, they're used to being heard and giving feedback and having debate and consideration. So, you know, some organisations might be more reluctant to open out in that way. I think a trade union is really positive. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and I think it's a really good point that the organisation has to be uh, a yeah open to to that kind of change but or to, to that change um management process but also that's about what the organization is trying to achieve isn't it so when you're talking about the scale of a project actually that for which a change program a change manager is relevant or most relevant it is you know we work with organizations of all different shapes and sizes across the nonprofit sector and for many of them the CRM implementation projects that we're working on is actually the be all and end all, isn't it? They just, they just kind of want some new tech, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's absolutely right and proper. But there are there are a, 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 again a white a large number of projects we work on where the client is looking to change the way they work, change what they do, change how they engage, and a component part of that is the CRM implementation piece or a website implementation or whatever the technology change might be. But the from what you're saying, that's kind of that's the piece you you kind of project manage the tech and then you change management the people. Is that fair? Yes, I think fair. I I think it's a great way to look at it. I because I always feel like um, it seems to be ubiquitous. This kind of slogan of like oh avoid change management at your peril, and I think um, of course I think there's percentages out there that you know um, ignoring change management approaches can obviously have a, a link to you know project failure and a lot of the critique of projects is you haven't communicated enough you haven't sort of engaged with us on, on what we need but I think you're right I, I feel and, and again Helen I welcome your view that actually solid project management with solid communications and engagement takes care of, of quite a lot the change management skill set and the activities 
is really yeah where you you're only going to be adding value and adding support um for your people in terms of getting through it be a, a step change or, or quite a large transition yeah d definitely the um the, the, of course there's if, if you're just doing a straightforward pro project management you're not it's not as if you're never going to be touching any change elements it's you know it, it's it's intrinsic to everything you're doing you know you're, you're looking at what people are doing now you're trying to identify what they want to do so that's the you know the the as is and the to be you as you say you're, you've always got to communicate throughout the entire process uh, tell them what you're doing why you're doing it what you're trying to achieve um you're giving them training so that they understand the the change and what you're requiring them to do next so it's it's always there all along i guess but with um but I, maybe sometimes we don't always talk about it and maybe we should maybe that that that's a gap that we don't we don't always um yeah maybe we don't always make it clear to to, to, to clients that there's a change management piece in everything we do in, in all of our all of our projects regardless but when we're looking at a project as i said of this scale this type that man and i've been working on it required and uh the, the client desired for there to be a really strong change management approach and, and, and for that to be at the heart of the project because they're very aware of they knew they knew what they wanted to do um, um and they knew it required that dedicated resource so they had the vision for that um but yeah, maybe we should talk, be talking a bit more in 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 our uh, everyday projects. Yeah, I think that's the that's the thing, isn't it? Like you say, and you said it um, earlier as well. You know, in any technology implementation project, yes, you have to communicate with people, you have to train people. You know, those are kind of almost that's that those things you have to have within that project management piece. But it is about the additional sort of focus and almost status that you give to the change, isn't it? So yeah. the work that you say you've been doing that you've been doing. It is about saying actually this is this is kind of this is about the change we're going to invest very specifically very culturally in changing the way we work changing what we do um seeking to change the nature of the organization really rather than just the technology which supports it yes and i think um there's a real uh shift between possibly a generalist approach to change management and again i i, I hold what we're all saying which is you know, communication, engagement, training can all be positive within a project management scope. Uh, but certainly you start to get into some more specialisms when when you are really doing change management activities. I think uh, when I qualified, you know, I went into uh, change management initiatives quickly, including the one Helen and I discuss. And I found the education I had got was proved out in reality just very quickly. Stakeholder management, you know, there is a real depth of theory understanding practice around actually saying who are our stakeholders how do we view them in in different ways what orbits are they in what are their views and sentiments and then how do we go about chunking up the activity to to offer them a chance to um have a view of our requirements or their requirements and to discuss things with us as we move through the program or the project and uh, also then to sort of say yeah how are we quality assuring the benefits that they expect at the end so i think just you know senior stakeholders understanding how you have to actually work with different groups like your project board your um your council or your committees or your um your na national executive um for a trade union i think that's really key and that's just one theme in terms of how you can actually deepen uh, your approach to a change yeah that's very helpful Matt. thank you um we talked 
sorry, quite a lot about the kind of the positives, the benefits of um, or the differences with change management, you know, how it focuses actually on benefits and processes and stuff, um, and a lot of the positive things. But I know, you know, it's not an easy piece of work for you guys that you take on. It's not an easy thing for an organisation to to go through. So do, could you share a bit about kind of the main challenges you find when you're looking to run change management programmes with, with our clients? No easy questions here, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll kick off on this one. Um, so, you know, th there is, there is, you know, often resistance to change, you know, and you know, change is always difficult. That that's that's what you and actually when you do the training, that that's that's the first thing you talk. Nobody likes change ultimately. That and that and that and so that that's your starting point. So then it's about trying to you've got to convince people when you're introducing a change uh, of the benefits of it. You've got to say, well, you know, you've got to present a business case. You've got to say, well, you know, what we're doing now isn't working. In this case, it could be some, you know, some tech or, you know, a website or whatever. It's not working at the moment. You're all complaining about it every day. Our members are complaining about it too. It's not working. Therefore, we need to change it. And by changing it, we'll achieve, you know, these are the benefits. So you have to be able to, to say clearly what the benefits are and how how the future will be better and how it will impact them personally. You know, acknowledge that there will be some pain, but acknowledge that that things will be, um, there will be good things too. So it's about being being honest and transparent, but but um, you know detailing what what the change uh, looks like and how it will impact them personally. Um, so yeah, there is there is often resistance there, but by by doing that, that's a good a good start. But the change needs to be um, led. You know, there has to be good leadership. There has to be a vision from um, from the the leaders of the organisation. Um, and they have to, uh, you know, keep repeating that, keep, you know, uh, repetition is good about saying what the benefits are, how this will work. And it's important that that, that the message, it, it comes through at different different stages, uh, you know, of the of an organisation's um, structure. Um, you know, it is said that you're you're most likely to, um, uh, you know, listen to a message um, if it comes from, uh, you know, two people. So it's uh, it's your line manager and it's the, the, the CEO or the MD of an organisation. So it's important that those messages are permeated through. So that's why, you know, the things like the comms are important so that everyone is aligned by the right messages. Because clearly, if you're getting different messages from, from different people in the organisation about the change and what it looks like, then then the, the resistance will, will uh, appear again because people go, well, you're not telling me the same message there's no consistency and then people then are fearful of the change so consistency of message and that vision about what the change looks like and the benefits it will bring really will really help um, um, with breaking down that resistance and then showing them the change you know showing them um, that's why agile is good you know showing them the change early uh, what just so they can see the benefits um, as early as possible and get it demonstrated to them and then they can feed into it and say well we need you to change this so then if we make those changes we're listening to them Oh, and you mentioned there, sorry, in, in, in there you mentioned about the the need for uh, leadership there as well um, within organisations. Is that again something specific that organisations need to think about? That you know the leaders of the organisation need to be the ones describing the benefit, you know, setting out that vision, um, and then regularly being seen. So it's not just a kind of a one-off show and tell and run at the very you know six months before anybody starts hurting in the pain of a project. They need to then be a consistent presence as well. I think yes. I think um, I'll continue in the positive. We'll probably speak a bit on the challenges there. I think it is never better um, observed than when you see a set of leaders in an organisation, an executive team, um, really understand 
understanding that there is a change afoot. We are responsible for leading it. Um, it involves all of our people, or a majority of our people, and this is a long journey. And, and we're, we have to be visible and we have to be committed to support people through the journey, through the change curve, you know, when it's good and particularly when it gets challenging. I think it's probably written large, but when there are leadership issues, um, that can really demand a focus up front um, in terms of alignment and in terms of working with the leadership team. Um, because, you know, as, as Helen has said, you, you need to kind of communicate a lot and you need to reinforce uh, communication and you need to have kind of positive reinforcement of anyone's anxiety around change and learning new uh, new ways of working for example so it's a long game for leaders and of course what it does is it develops new leaders and you want to again positively um, encourage that and find your, your future leaders you don't want to put uh, too many feet wrong in terms of uh, disrupting people's expectations or or actually kind of shutting people off from their their right to to voice their sentiments around the change yeah so for you as change managers but again when you're working you know from the recent example but from the other work you've done as well then does that mean that actually you have more involvement potentially with those senior stakeholders should we say than so again one of those differences between if you're running the project often you know you actually want some devolved authority to run the project you know and empower project team reports into a board and good governance structures but then as a change manager are you working with a different set of people potentially and potentially that kind of the the senior sponsors and senior stakeholders is that your experience i i might come back in but i again helen and i would probably share many discussions on this i i i would say both i mm. think there's points where I kind of want to stop and say, can we as a leadership team together stop and have a bit of self-analysis on what we think about this or where we're at with this? And actually, there's a whole brand that Artsquare doesn't do that we may do in future, which is really about leadership development or behaviours and kind of driving behaviours through an organisation, uh, be it change or just, you know, how your organisation looks in future. Um, but I certainly feel like, yes, you've got to do some focus work there. Um, I do love the 20-60-20 rule, where in any change, say it's 100 people in a, in a charity, 20 people will be on the front foot. They'll be your early adopters. They'll be very eager. They'll be champions. In the 60%, you've got your early and your late majority who will come with you, but will need support and, and will have some wobbles along the way. And then classically, you might have your 20% of resistors who will need an awful lot of so support. They'll need some management. And um, so I think it is a people exercise for a change manager or a group of change managers. But certainly, I think you're right. There's a focus on what John Carter would call the coalition and how you build the coalition at the start. And then you expand it across however many people you need to engage with. Yeah. So, um... I'm not sure, Robert, if we're dealing with senior stakeholders more if you're on the change side as opposed to the project side. I, I would say it's the same. You're just having more, more conversations, I guess. But I think you're largely dealing with the same people. I guess sometimes in the change piece, you might end up um, dealing with uh, people from communications teams more if, if you're lucky enough, if an organisation is large enough and lucky enough to have an internal comms. Um, team or, or uh, officer manager then you might be dealing with them you might also be uh, involved with a, a HR team as well HR manager if there's uh, changes to people's individuals 
roles or maybe even new roles being created sometimes when, you, when you're doing these pieces new roles arise as well people are bringing in their, their systems in-house perhaps where they've outsourced them originally uh, or previously so um, new roles can be created too so there might be conversations with HR just to, to uh, make sure everyone's aligned on what these new roles look like so I guess that they're, they're additional conversations different conversations um, with the same stakeholders and then some new additional ones too yeah that's uh yeah really interesting and I know I've been a little bit quieter on this one but I just find the people side and and change management quite interesting so it's quite good to hear from you both um about the topic in a bit more detail really um just conscious of time and I know we're sort of running up to but uh sort of the end of the podcast but for the final question I guess that I'll pose to both of you is you know considering everything we discussed today um what would your kind of takeaway message be um with regards to change management to to non-profits whether they're kind of things to look out for or what to think about when starting really quite an open question for your final one but yeah just to to pose that back to you shall I jump in you go um, first now. <laughs> I uh, I do think consider the investment and I say that fully you know uh, there is a financial investment to to you know uh, to procure a change manager or change management services or to actually protect that within your organisation. I think if you look far enough ahead, you'll find the value of that and the benefits versus its omission. I, I really am a champion, obviously, for, for these approaches. Um, I do think um, understand the through line. And I do think with Heartsquare, there's an awful lot of, of benefit in terms of what we've developed in terms of a through line from start to finish, if you like, or from business case to post implementation and benefits. And um, obviously, if you're out there thinking about structuring this, just structure it on a timeline with, with very dedicated responsibilities. And I think the third one is a wild curve because I, I think it's something that I've really been working on myself in terms of how to get better and better at this is you can set up all of these structures but then you really need to kind of lean in and actually understand how they're evolving or how they might need actually um, to be refined. And I'll use only one. I always set up ways to give feedback, be it project based or be it kind of more on the change base. But I often find people will still go around those feedback loops to give their issue up, give their concern. And I think that's natural. But I think one of my themes is like, how do I make my feedback loops better? So that it is actually a circular kind of uh, engagement and, and it does kind of feed, you know, what people say in a meeting does feed the next set of useful, you know, frequently asked questions. So it's a bit of a wild card, but certainly looking at how your structures can be embedded and then really pushed for, for greatest benefit. I think I would say that every project has a change management element. Um, and therefore that should not be um, you know, forgotten or dismissed or underestimated. So every project will have that. And then it depends how much work needs to be done depending on the, the, the scale of, of the, the project. So I think that would be the first uh, point. Then the second one I think is that every, um, is, is that the change has to be believed in and be led leadership have to you know it has to come has to come into play you can't you can't ignore this there's no hiding behind it you can't just expect the technology to come in and for it for all to to uh 
you know be all smooth and, and to be that smooth transition it, it just won't work you risk you risk failure so um you know you, you leaders have to stand up and have to be counted and and have to believe in the change and and talk about the change have that vision and 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 and, and when and when it gets tricky and when, when there is that resistance they you know they have to come out and support it so they have to be available i guess that's it as well you know it, they're very uh, these projects are very time greedy and leaders have to make the time for it you know they've got lots of competing demands but if they don't invest the time in it if they just think oh well the, the project's over there they, they can manage it, it, it you know they have to make themselves available and uh, you know we, we have been you know lucky in in our project in that they um the leaders there have made the time for it because they've recognized its importance um yeah so i would say yeah don't don't underestimate it and don't um yeah, don't, don't be afraid of it, I guess, as well. You, you, you've got to, you've got to invest, in it, invest in it in order for it to happen. Great. Thank you. They're really great, strong key messages to um, round us up there. So uh, I just want to thank you both for taking the time today to um, chat to us um, in more detail about this. It's been really great to get your thoughts, experience and insights on this topic. So thank you so much. So we hope you enjoyed that episode with Helen and Matt. It was really great to have them on this week to have a chat with us about change management. Um, I thought it was really interesting to hear what Helen said about the differences between change management and project management. And something that stuck in my mind is the difference she made around, you know, project management is around tech processes and getting it done, whereas change management is around making it stick, which I thought was a really great way to put it. Um, is there anything in particular you picked up uh, there's a number of good takeaways in there, weren't there? Um, and the point that you picked up there is fantastic. Um, yeah, I think, you know, talking about the fact that the change management is kind of the wrapper within which you do the project management, I think that's a good way of good perspective on it. Um, and as you say, yeah, about, about bringing the people along, you know, to, that's the, the change side of things. Um, and it's what makes the difference, I think, I think Matt may have said, but it's what makes the difference between. Um, <coughs> just introducing new technology you know um so the project just introduces that it's, it's, it's similar to what you're saying mm. um, but very much focusing on the people and what what you're trying to achieve strategically beyond just here's a new piece of kit um yeah clearly explained good examples really yeah really interesting yeah it was a really great episode so if you liked it as much as we did be sure to leave us a review and subscribe so you get notified of the latest episodes don't forget you can follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter by searching Heartsware where you'll find loads more content on leadership, digital, culture and capability. We look forward to seeing you on another episode.